0: Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Why? Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well equipped as any army in the world, and an air force against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Oops, that sounds like a 2022 election uh, commercial. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you folks had a great weekend. I know who didn't have a great weekend, Afghanistan. So here are the updates. Now, I didn't want to spend the entire podcast talking about Afghanistan. You're going to be inundated in it, and the news just changes way too fast. So, here's the update. Um, The Taliban has taken the capital of Afghanistan, Kabul. Uh, They have actually penetrated into the presidential palace. The president of Afghanistan, Ashe Ghani, is gone. He left, which is maddening because he actually made a speech on Friday saying, you know, everyone stay. Everything's going to be fine. Stay in your houses, we'll be okay, I'm here. And then he leaves on Sunday. So you can tell that he's a quality guy, and you can tell that it's not a lot of wonder why Afghanistan fell so quickly. Um, The Taliban has released more prisoners uh, that were arrested during um, the fight, the initial fight, including a prisoner who apparently was in Gitmo for eight years. So suddenly, Al-Qaeda is back. Their leadership apparently is back. There were prisoners released at in Pakistan. Al-Qaeda leaders released in Pakistan. And they're finding their way back into Afghanistan right now. Taliban has a ton of fighters because they've just been all releasing them all. Uh, the fighters were holding news conferences within the presidential palace. Uh, they've claimed victory and now the country they've decided is going to be called the United Emeritus of Afghanistan. The Biden administration has also increased the troop number to 6,000 right now, which is uh, double what was uh, what was initially pulled out. And right now there is gunfire and riots occurring in at the airport that they're trying to transport people around. The embassy is closed. The flag has been, the United States flag has been pulled down. Uh, but they're having problems getting people out because of the people, try, people of Afghanistan trying to get on planes. So the airport, is, there's a mad rush at the airport. There is a viral video online right now where it shows people chasing a C-17 down the runway and trying to climb onto the C-17. So, needless to say, things are really desperate over there right now. Uh, There is looting in the streets, so uh, the businesses are closed and they're trying to shut her down, but it doesn't seem to stop anything helicopters continue to move from the embassy to the airport, bringing people from the embassy to the airport. Does that sound familiar? Kind of sounds like Saigon in 1970. I think it was five or four. Uh, yeah, it's an absolute disaster. So right now, um, Joe Biden is being extremely presidential. He is, there's a picture in, there's a picture posted on, Uh, social media. And I think this picture, some people are saying it's a stock picture. It's not really him this weekend. Who knows? It doesn't really make a difference, but he's holding a Zoom call at Camp David, uh, where they're discussing what's happening in Afghanistan. Um, I think it's BS. I don't think he's running things right now. Uh, he still has not made a statement. Um, Uh, He has decided he is going to actually address the country today at 12.15 Pacific time. So he is going to do that. And I believe he's going to do that because he has to. I don't believe he has a choice now. Uh, People are beginning. This is is a disaster for Biden. Okay. Now, I am not going to blame. I am not going to blame the 20 years of Afghanistan on Biden. And I don't think anybody really is. But this mess right now is all Joe Biden. All Joe Biden. We'll talk in a few minutes how it's not really Joe Biden, according to Joe Biden. Now, what's worse is the Taliban has taken tons of American weapons. Uh, they have taken M-16s. They've taken armament, armament, Humvees, anti-aircraft weapons, RPGs. So all of that stuff that was supposed to be for the Afghan army is now been taken by the U.S. by the Taliban, but it gets better. They have also taken helicopters and taken drones, so that's really awesome. You can see how well things are going. That's, you know, you can see how well he actually planned out this transition. We're also finding out that generals in Joe uh, uh, Joe Biden's cabinet actually told him no we cannot pull out of afghanistan and we definitely cannot pull out fast because the taliban will take over this didn't seem to stop him because he just went in there and he everything he did was on his own now we also got some information about how this whole thing works with the afghan army a lot of people are sitting back and saying that well the afghan army you know, just turn belly up. And so, therefore, us staying there 10, 15, 20 more years wasn't going to change the Afghan army. And that's true to a point. But apparently, the Afghan army was mirroring the United States army. So, essentially, what they would do is the Afghan army would fight, but they would be supported by American by American aircraft, They would have American support for injuries and for uh, wounded and the dead. Uh, Americans would give them the strategy. Americans would get the intelligence and then give it to the Afghanis. Heck, Americans were actually repairing the helicopters that the Afghans were supposed to be flying. Guess what happened? Joe Biden pulled all of that. They had no intelligence. They had no support. They had no air support. And now we're hearing that the Afghans can't even fly the helicopters because they have no uh, support for helicopter repair. He even, Joe Biden pulled out contractors for that. So it's no wonder that the the Taliban was able to take the helicopters. The Afghanis couldn't fly them anywhere. Well, guess where the Taliban is going to get uh, support? Because right now, remember we talked a little bit, I believe, that that vacuum that the United States created? Yeah, China, Pakistan, India are all now getting in contact with the Taliban in order to negotiate with them. Russia is also doing the same thing. Excuse me, I forgot Russia. So suddenly you're going to have a lot of people that are going to support the Taliban. Because this idiot decided to leave uh, just leave without any transition plan whatsoever. And the military, which basically said, listen, leave the 25 3,500 troops in there. We're keeping control of the country this way. He decided to pull them all out. Uh, what asked, the Biden administration did what the Obama administration did when Obama was running the economy. He blamed his predecessor. This is what Biden said. Quote, when I came to office, I inherited a deal cut by, by my predecessor, which he invited the Taliban to discuss at Camp David on the eve of 9-11 of 2019. By the way, that never happened. The um, They never had that meeting at Camp David, and a lot of people gave Trump crap about that, including me. I thought it was stupid. Okay, continuing. That left the Taliban in the strongest position militarily since 2001 and imposed a May 1 2021 deadline on U.S. forces. Shortly before he left office, he also drew US, U.S. forces down to bare minimum of 2,500. Therefore, when I became president, I faced a choice. Follow through on the deal with the brief extension to get our forces and our allies' forces out safely or ramp up our presence and send more American troops to fight once again in a, another con Country, another country's con- civil conflict. Okay, this is this is just complete crap. All right? Trump wanted to pull troops out while he was president and he was told not to. And Trump, Trump did work with the Taliban and he did lower it to 2500 and it, it was raised up to 3500. But Trump did not pull everybody out today. Without a transition plan. He never did that. This was all, this is all on Joe Biden. This was sloppy. This was, these were bad decisions. Okay, this is just, you. Ca- I cannot even imagine trying to blame Trump on this. But this is what they do. They'll, they'll blame Trump on everything else. And it's just like, and by the way, Trump was no angel. Trump shouldn't have made that, should not have made that deal. I agree with it. But Joe Biden had no problem breaking everything that Trump did, and he decided not to break this deal to make Trump look bad? What exactly was the purpose of not breaking this deal? You know what the other thing Trump did that Biden didn't overturn? The vaccine. Yet he blames Trump for the people not taking the vaccine. You see how old this is getting? How everything, you know, inflation was because what Trump left him and and everything is because of what Trump left him. Well, Jen Psaki, um, in response to the worst foreign policy disaster, shall I say crisis, because we don't really, we're not really allowed to say crisis anymore, in history, um, took the week off. And of course, Joe Biden won't be in Washington D.C. till Wednesday. I don't know if he's actually for the press conference is going to stay in Camp David or if he's going to come to Washington D.C. But it seems like the Biden administration, they've all disappeared. Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, he was on he was on a television show on Friday and basically said, "No, everything's going to be fine." I mean, my God, on Friday, he said, there's no way they're taking over Kabul. And in less than 48 hours, they took over Kabul. Nancy Pelosi, and this is just a, a, an amazing tweet. And it's all politically correct, which is great. I, 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 here, here's her tweet. The president is to be commended for the clarity of purpose of his statement on Afghanistan and his actions. The Taliban must know. The world is watching his actions. We are concerned about reports regarding Taliban's brutal treatment of all Afghans, especially women and girls. It is Joe Biden's policy. It is Joe Biden's actions that have just put, the ta- put Afghan women and children, women and girls in danger Their rape beatings forced marriages education system is going to be gone for girls and women now they have to wear the burqas we have sharia law taken over that country in less in in within the last 48 hours and not to mention i'm pretty sure this isn't a Gender-specific crisis. This is a humanitarian crisis. The Taliban is already executing those they think are against the Taliban, including the Afghan soldiers, and they're also beheading people. I I mean, really, are you so short-sighted that you can only see the women? The media is no better. Joy Reid tweeted this out. "Quote: This is the real-life Handmaid's Tale, a true cautionary tale." For the U.S., which has our far religious right, dreaming of theocracy that would impose a particular brand of Christianity, drive women from the workforce and solely into childbirth, and control all politics. What in the actual F is she talking about? I'm sorry, what Christians did you know slam planes into the, into the building? I mean, I don't know. I'm a Catholic. You're, that's about as Christian as you get and I don't remember seeing women come in full garb, covered head to toe, so no one could see them. I'm pretty sure Catholics have an education system for their... What the hell is she talking about? You know what's going on here? You know what's absolutely going on here? The problem with here is that there, Joe Biden is to blame and there's no whats house about it. That's what it comes down to. And now they're searching... For anything to change, they. This is such a mess, and it happens so quickly. And it is going to be the biggest mess, probably since Saigon and Vietnam. This is such a mess. They can't. They can't find a narrative, to create. So what joy? What Joy Reid did was go back to the old narrative of bad Christians. Okay. Instead, she can't even say bad Muslims. You notice she went right after the Christians. She didn't say anything about the Muslims. They've been doing this for centuries. This isn't anything new. And how Christians are like this, I don't understand. I don't know very many Christian women who don't know how to read. I don't know many Christian women who are being raped because they have uh, uh, clothes on or being or have they don't have the appropriate dress on. Or them being beheaded and beaten because they walked around without a man around that's what's happening in in Afghanistan it's an absolute it's an absolute horror show right now and i'm not going to blame the 20 year war on i mean you got bush uh, obama trump they they were all involved in that 20 year war so but biden Absolutely screwed this. I, it, you remember, um, Obama said during 2020, he, he sat there and said, Biden could F up a, a cup of water. I mean, he, he this, this is what Biden does. He's a complete joke. And he's probably not running things, which means we've got somebody who's got no experience in anything making these decisions. Absolute crap show over there. Okay, in other news... Uh, I'm not going to... Again, I spent 17 minutes talking about that. I didn't want to spend that. But the census numbers came out, and it looks like the white population is sinking. It's getting smaller. According to the numbers, uh, the white population declined from 63.7% to 57.8%, a loss of about 5.1 million people since 2010. The Hispanic population on the other, uh, other side actually went up it went from about 15 percent to 18.7 percent but because most hispan a lot of Hispanics don't necessarily talk to the government um it's more likely much higher than that uh illegal aliens weren't allowed to actually report and uh, a lot of Hispanics just don't want to report anyway, so it's probably a lot higher. I would be surprised; wouldn't be surprised if it was in the mid twenties. I'm sure the Hispanic population has gone up. So why is this happening? Well, white millennials are just not having as many children as they used to. Okay, so baby boomers used to have t- three to four, three child, three to four children for a baby boomer was not uncommon. But the millennials, white millennials, are not having as many children. Um, There's a lot of mixing up of races. So uh, whites and Hispanics are actually getting together, making babies, and the babies will identify as Hispanic. Uh, I know that's what happens with um, Josie and her children. Her children, even though they're American and one of them looks as white as sin, um, they actually define as Hispanic. So there's that. And the Hispanic community is just a lot older than the uh, white community. So they're, they're obviously having more children. And of course, baby boomers are dying off. They're just getting older and they're disappearing from the planet. That's just what happens. They're moving on. They're being promoted to heaven or wherever they're supposed to be going. The Asian population is also going up. It went up from about 4%, 6.1% uh, the only population that seems to be holding steady is actually the black population. They don't look like they've, they've gone up a little bit, but less than 1%. So why am I bringing this up? Because some people think it's awesome that the white population in this country is falling apart, is, is disappearing. That's right. People are thrilled that white people are actually dying. Jennifer Rubin, who's just a, it's just a terrible human being. I mean, she's just a terrible human being. She tweeted, quote, a more diverse, more inclusive society. This is fabulous news. Now we need to prevent minority white rule. I, I mean, I don't know what she's so thrilled about. Jennifer Rubin's white. She's celebrating people dying off. Now, one thing that really bothers me is, you know something? Let's replace all that with black. And you know what would happen? Racist, white supremacist, blah, 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 blah. But that's okay these days. Joy Reid of MSNBC was actually dancing about this whole thing, about white people dying off. There's a theory, and if you never bring up this theory, and I don't buy, I I, I don't 100% buy this theory, but I do believe it It's probably somewhat true, and it's called replacement theory. And what replacement theory is about is actually breed out or allow a certain population of a certain ethnic, race, religion, something, whatever, and breed them out of society, actually have them die off. Now, the reason it's called racist is because a lot. It's called white supremacist because it was a white supremacist theory that the people of color were actually going out to to interbreed with the white race to get rid of the right white race. Okay, so it, it is it is something there, and it's not something that's ever been unheard of. England used to do it with the Scots and the Irish. When you married, if you were an Irishman and you married an Irish woman, uh, there were laws up there that required the woman to actually sleep and get impregnated by a sheriff or a leader in, because they were a lot of war uh, warlords in that area, uh, to actually sleep with an Englishman to get her pregnant, to basically interbreed. So this is not something that's ever been unheard of. But if you type in replacement theory, you get the first 10, how racist it is, how white supremacist it is, and you're called a white supremacist and stuff like that. But honestly, isn't that kind of what it sounds like? That you just want them to die out and they're celebrating that white people are, are, intermixing with other races and things like, by the way, I, I don't see a problem with that. I, I mean, I'm dating a Hispanic woman. I, I don't see a problem with that, but it's kind of, you guys look like you're actually trying to get rid of white people. Hitler did it really good. He just stick, stuck everyone in an oven and gassed them. I, do you see, is that something we should be worried about now? That just being a white person is now the mark of the devil? Because it sure seems like it. I mean, the media and these libs are actually celebrating white people dying. Well, here's the thing. Um, the We're going to do... I've got three stories I wanted to bring up last week, but the stories were just... The news was just insane. Um, here's the problem. The race thing is getting really old. And their evidence that this country is racist is becoming a real problem for the left because there are only so many things you could actually call racist before it gets, before you're just saying to yourself, okay, that's just stupid. Well, here's some things that uh, they've called racist last last week. And uh, yeah, it just kind of proves my point. So, in Colorado, a large boulder was removed from the University of Wisconsin, I'm sorry, in not Colorado. Um, I'm sorry, that's a third story. In Wisconsin, uh, University of Wisconsin, Man- Madison, after the Black Student Union and other racial justice activists complained about it being a racist monument. That's right. It's a rock. It's a boulder. It's a big rock in boulder, and it's racist. Fox News actually went in and tried to clarify this. So this is from Fox. Chamberlain Rock, which rests atop Observatory Hill, is named after 19th century geologist and former university president Thomas Crowder Chamberlain, whose work centered in glacial deposits, according to a bio on the university's website. By the way, this guy didn't own any slaves, wasn't a racist, and he was alive when racism was, when um, slavery was illegal. He never owned slaves either. I mean, he's, this has nothing to do with him. Okay, continuing. But it was a reporter's reference to The Rock in a nearly century old Wisconsin State Journal article that prompted the push for the removal. In October 1925, the university had the boulder excavated and placed prominently atop the hill to honor Chamberlain, who would die in Chicago three years later. The Chicago was a rare specimen believed to be more than two billion years old. And before it was installed on the ob- on Obso- observatory hill, only about a foot and a half was visible above the ground, according to the article. It was believed to have been carried by glaciers from Canada to Wisconsin. It's a great story. In the 1920s, a slang term used to describe large dark rocks included the N-word, and it appears in coverage in coverage of the rock's installation. University researchers did not uncover other instances in print where the rock was referred to this word, but they said the KKK was active on campus at the time of the rock's dedication, according to the article in the same newspaper published earlier this week. Now, did you get that? Did you get that? So this rock, because you had a bunch of racists who called rocks the N-word, we need to remove this rock, even though there's absolutely no evidence anyone called this rock the N-word. But there was KKK active on the campus. So in other words, all rocks are racist because a small group of idiots called it uh, the N-word. Awesome, Juliana Bennett said. Uh, Juliana Bennett said the removal of the rock was another step towards a more inclusive campus. This is what she said: "Quote, this moment is about students, past and present, that relentlessly advocated for the removal of this racist monument. No, mind you, they still haven't no reason to believe anything about this rock had anything to do with race." But that's what it is. It's a racist monument. Now is a moment for all of us, to all of us BIPOC students, to breathe a sigh of relief, to be proud of our endurance, and to begin our healing. Racism is mandated. It's over. So what did the school do? They moved the rock someplace else. They paid $50,000 to remove the rock off campus, to put it someplace else, and... That $50,000, they had to use fundraising money. They actually had to fundraise, fundraise in order to make the money to pay for the removal of this rock. Oh, Jesus. Gets better. Uh, Remember in my podcast about my racist day, how my day just proved white supremacy, right? And I gave all of the I gave all of the things I didn't I was able to make it, all just based on racism. Well, I had mentioned one of my deals, I slipped in a master bedroom, and I said that was racist. Well, I'm ahead of my time because they actually didn't call it racist yet. They weren't until last week. There' was an article in Star Tribune of Minnesota titled, "No More Master Bedrooms." Minnesota Minnesota real estate listings aim for inclusivity. Let's take a look at what they had to say. This is, I'm not going to read the whole article because it's just crazy, but this is pretty crazy. Quote, browse through home listings today and you'll find terms like primary bedroom, dual closets, and in-law suites instead of master bedroom, his or hers closets, and mother-in-law suites. I never heard of the mother-in-law suite. I've heard guest bedrooms. That's what I've heard. It's part of the new real estate terminology that's emerging during a time of racial reckoning. And please, for more more inclusive language, there's a hidden discriminatory discriminatory piece that falls when you say master bedroom, said Jackie Perry, uh, listing agent for Edna Realty and an educator in racism. And real estate continuing education class for Minnesota industry. So this gal is an activist, and she'll sell you a house. I'm a person of color, and every time the term master bedroom was used, I kept saying to myself, "I don't like that. How that sounds." She said, "Now, as I'm walking through a property, I'll just say it's the owner's or primary suite." In recent years, several Twin City areas, uh, cities area listings agents and real estate companies have been phasing out the word master because of its association with slavery. And by the way, it's not, but whatever. We don't worry about things like that. But after May 2020, death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police, the name change gained momentum, not only in Minnesota, but around the country. Wow. George Floyd had to do with me wanting to buy a house with a master bedroom. Well, um... Another piece of race-baiting human trash lawyer named uh, Ben Crump, he actually represented... He represented a lot of uh, people, but he represented the Floyd family. He tweeted this. Words matter. Good to see Minnesota phasing out the use of the term master bedroom in real estate listings. Many associate it with slavery. I... Huh? (laughs) A repetitive reminder of plantation life. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Together we can create a more inclusive, aware community. Well, Matt Walsh he summed it up best. He basically said this: um, the term "master bedroom" first appeared in a Sears catalog about six decades after slavery was abolished. It has nothing to do, nothing at all to do with the term to do with plantation life. But the truth is not all that relevant to race hustling con artists like Ben Crump. But the Federalists, they said it's not ending there. They said this in their um, article, quote, in addition to combating racist, in scare quotes, terminology, some real estate groups are pushing to phase out gender-specific language such as man cave or she shed for the alternative accessory dwelling unit or den to avoid offending transgender or non-binary people. Instead of mother-in-law suite, realtors are supposed to say guest house or in-law suite, and any rooms that hint at the two sexes, such as Jack and Jill bathroom, should be replaced with dual entry bathroom. I've never heard of Jack and Jill bedroom. Quote, avoiding terms that could offend buyers or seller just makes good business sense, industry experts say. I, I, listen, um, I've never used terms that they're talking about, except like man cave or a den. My home is my man cave and den. But I'm pretty sure these terms have nothing to do with inclusivity. It's just, it's nuts. And the last story. I I, I know I'm running a little late, but I've got to do this one. The Again, racist, racist, racist. The Colorado Rockies were playing at home against the Miami Marlins. Miami was batting. And the player who was coming to bat, who happened to be black, um, came to bat and was getting ready. That's when you heard a sound that sounded like, well, not really, but it sounded like the N-word. And it was said twice. This became a national story about how racist Colorado was. Now, before I get to what really happened, let's actually listen to the racist, white supremacist baseball fan. Sitting in the front row. In, in front of the cameras. Listen. Digger! Digger! Okay, it kind of sounds like he may have said that. But the kicker is, this guy is on film. You actually, there's a video of this. He is actually over there. He's not looking at the the game he's actually looking to his right he's pointing at something and nobody around him of course they were all white so that probably has because we're all racist anyway no one around him said anything no one reacted the batter didn't react none of the players reacted in the dugouts nothing this was seen or heard by an affiliate now does it sound like the n-word yeah kinda kinda but here's the thing this went national this was on all the cable news out local and and uh, local and cable news this was on um in all the newspapers both local and international there were op-eds about it the rockies actually had to do a uh, investigation i mean they had the guy it wasn't like they didn't know where he was he was sitting there yeah no He wasn't yelling the N-word, he was yelling Dinger, D-I-N-G-E-R, that's the name of their mascot. And he was pointing at Dinger, the mascot, because he wanted a picture. And again, if you watch the video, it looks like the guy is actually calling for someone. And nobody is reacting to it. Nobody's reacting to it. This guy was probably 40 feet from the plate. And the batter didn't react to it. Well, you know it's Colorado Rockies' fault. Name your uh, name your mascot a little less af- less uh, a little less identical to that of a uh, to that of a uh, of a word. I it's just so stupid. But see, guys, here's the point. This is this is the point I want. I I always will bring up stupid things like this because. They the left constantly needs evidence about white racism in this country, they constantly need evidence of uh, systemic racism, of white supremacy. They need the problem is they're really reaching, they're really reaching now, and they're having a really hard time trying to find things that make sense. None of this stuff is just like a rock. Because it might have been called the N-word because somebody used to call certain rocks N-words. That's why you spend $50,000 to move a boulder that has been a national, mon- that has been a college monument for 150 years. That That's why you move it? Because four or five guys who took a geology class at your school think it's racist? Just absolutely insane. Okay, so visit my website at com. Again, I will be, I may do a very short podcast tomorrow, but it will not be a half hour uh, because Joe Biden is speaking at noon and the uh, uh, Afghanistan thing is just insane. Uh, but we'll definitely do on on Wednesday. Have a great day. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.